Welcome back, everyone, to Shrimp on Deck. Roger Hoover now joined by the president of baseball operations for the Miami Marlins, Michael Hill. Michael, first of all, great to see you here in Birmingham getting a look at the Jumbo Shrimp. How's everything going? Uh, it's great to be here. Great to see our Jumbo Shrimp uh, and uh, excited to, to catch up and see our guys. Obviously, you've been seeing the videos and also the box scores, reports roll in. What have you liked about this club, especially in the second half? Well, I, I tell uh, Kevin Randall, you know, every night that we've got a few monitors at the, in the, in the uh, GM box in, in Miami. And, and we always have the jumbo shrimp on. Uh, so it's good just to see how they've continued to grow. You know, so much in a, in a long minor league season is, is getting our young players better. And uh, that's always the goal uh, at the minor league level is to get these guys better and get them closer to um, being major league ready. And, and that's what's been uh, great to see, that the, the growth of, of a number of these young players here at, with the Jacksonville Club. We'll talk about a few players for a few minutes. Uh, first of all, with the pitching rotation, obviously when the trade was made with the Phillies, you were hoping that this would be a breakout year for Sixto Sanchez at Double A, and I'm sure he is not disappointed. Uh, he has not disappointed. You know, when when we made the the trade, we felt like there were some things we could do immediately to to clean up his delivery, um, get him working more north and south, and and most importantly, keep him healthy because he's battled injuries um, throughout his his young, very young career. Uh, but it's nice to see as I knock on wood. Uh, uh, career innings for him uh, and and we see what he's capable of doing when he's on the mound it's a uh, it's a tremendous pitch package you know three plus pitches uh, ability to, to pound the strike zone with a well above average fastball slider and change up and uh, we couldn't be happier with the with the growth that he's showing this year and also career innings for George Guzman who seems like he just keeps getting better as the season goes along uh, and I think Georgie is one of the the, the biggest uh, development stories of this season for us when you think about where he started from when we acquired him from the New York Yankees two years ago he was in short season a um, blessed with an unbelievable arm but still an inconsistent breaking ball and change up and and I think we've seen all of those things improve just his pitch mix and and how he attacks hitters he's not so predictable now uh, he throws the fastball where he wants to and a changeup has really developed into a plus pitch for him so it's great to see his continued development and growth and he is somebody that's on the 40-man roster is he on the radar maybe for a september call-up with the marlins um i think that's something that we're talking through right now uh he's he you know he, he had a, a a solid season last year but didn't win a game uh, in spite of throwing a 100 mile per hour fastball uh this year has been a a great learning experience for him and he's really developed and in, into you know a, a potential major league pitcher but i think we're going to do what's in the best interest of him uh let him finish up as strong as he possibly can and then i think we'll make the call if we if we give him a taste of miami or not and then another pitcher that's continuing to just get better and really get older as well in the system, Edward Cabrera. He's on the injured list right now, but this is a guy and around this time last year was just getting his feet wet in Jupiter, and I'm sure you've liked the transition he's made to AA already. Uh, no question when you think about uh, Edward and his uh, and just what he represents, six foot six and just an electric arm, three-plus pitches just like Sixto, and, uh, and it's great to, you know, unfortunately he's on the injured list right now, but um, for where he started the year, started the year in high A, really established uh, himself at high A and earned his promotion to double A, and really before he got injured was really in a good groove. And it's great just to have all three of those guys. I know they, they, they feed off of each other, they support each other, and that's what we're trying to build at the major league level, that, that sense of t uh, camaraderie and, and, and good teammates supporting each other and, uh, and all of their successes. 
And then at the trade deadline, the Marlins, of course, were busy, and it ended up being a couple of trades that really impacted the Jumbo Shrimp roster. First of all, getting Lewin Diaz in the Twins deal. He had been with Pensacola playing at Jacksonville. He gets to go to the other clubhouse, but I'm sure that was somebody that you guys were high on from the start. Well, we, we felt like we were in a pretty good position with our overall pitching depth when you look at us organizationally top to bottom. Um, not as many impact position players, uh, and let alone from the left-handed side. So when we had the opportunity to, to acquire Lewin, uh, to acquire Jazz, you know, two top, you know, in our opinion, top 100 prospects in all of baseball, and we were able to acquire them. Uh, it was great, great for the Jumbo Shrimp because, uh, as you said, Lewin just walked across the field, uh, and Jazz came in a day later but uh you know to inject that kind of ability into uh into an already talented club i think it's no no surprise that uh, it, there's good reason why the jacksonville club is, is battling hard you know for a playoff spot here in the second half and when you are looking at players like that and potential trade how much do you lean on your double a manager a guy like kevin randall the hitting coach who have gotten to see these players in person this season when you're going into that decision making process well i, th I think we had multiple phone calls to kevin and bruce walton uh, because as you know at this level there's a lot of game planning so we have books on on all of our opponents so we could talk to them just about the, what they were seeing from the dugout we've we've got all of our scouting reports we've got our data we've got our metrics got our scouting reports from uh from our scouts in the stands, but it just adds another layer to help you make an informed decision uh, when you can hear about how they competed against your guys and how they competed against a very good pitching rotation, the Sixtos and, and the Georges and Edouard. So you're talking about major league caliber arms that these guys faced, and uh, all of the reports came back glowingly from uh, from Kevin and from Bruce and uh, just gave you a good feeling when you, when you do um, agree to that deal that you're, you're getting the, the type of uh, players and, and people um, that you uh, want to add to your organization. This building process the Marlins are going through really since the fall of 2017. Now that we're just past the trade deadline in 2019, do you are you comfortable with the depth that's now been built up? And I knew with some of the trades early on, that's what you're hoping to build in the organization, some really outstanding depth. Well, I don't know if you'll ever hear me, Roger, say that I'm uh, pleased with depth because I'm always looking for more. We're always looking for more organizationally. But um, to think where we started in this whole process with the new ownership group with Derek Jeter and, and Bruce Sherman, our minor league system was ranked anywhere 28th to 30th in all the Major League Baseball. And you look up after the trade deadline and we're number four. Um, just speaks to the quality and the depth that we've been able to add. And uh, as I said, we'll continue to, to push and, and, and try to, to put ourselves in a position so that, you know, we're going to compete for championships. That's our goal, compete for championships year in and year out. And uh, you do that with a strong minor league system. And, and I think we've, we've put ourselves in a pretty good position, you know, over the last 18 or, or so months. You mentioned Derek Jeter. He's here getting to see the Jumbo Shrimp in person in Birmingham. Also is on the road a little bit getting to scout some potential draft picks. Just what has it meant to you to have the CEO of the team involved in a process like this? Well, I mean, he is the CEO and he's my boss. But uh, what's, what's the, the part of it that I appreciate the most is just a 20-year playing career and the perspective that he gives and that he adds. You know, to have him here and have the ability to go talk to Jazz Chisholm, you know, your starting shortstop of the future you hope um, and to and to have that opportunity to, to, to 
speak with a future Hall of Famer. Um, I think it just helps uh, enhance what we're building here. You know, we're, we're he's got six rings. I only have one, um, but he has six, and uh, and he knows you know intimately the ingredients of, of how you 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 win a championship. And I think that just adds such a different perspective to us and what we do. And it's nice that, you know, when you have those conversations that he completely understands what you're talking about and understands what the ultimate goal is. Well, we've been talking about the minor league system for the Marlins just on the major league side. What have you liked about this year for Don Mattingly's club and what do you want the rest of the season to look like? Well, I think uh, we, we've made you know tremendous strides with our with our starting pitching, and I think that's an area where you know the depth of our starting pitching has, has, has been on display for the entire season, uh, and the foundations being laid. I think you know you look at uh, some of the challenges that we've had in, in winning games, and we've just haven't been very consistent. The ability to play complete games is something that comes with youth, um, but I think a, a something that you, you can control is is the effort level and and how you fight for nine innings and, and Donnie and our club have definitely done that with some with some great late inning wins and and I think it's something that you know the people of South Florida and, and all the Marlins fans throughout our fans in Jacksonville and and throughout the state of Florida can can look and see that there's definitely you know a bright future um, ahead for the Miami Marlins and, and, a, and a lot of reason to be excited. And I know you're focused on making sure that this season finishes up strong, do some great evaluations, uh, but just in the big picture sense, just looking ahead for year three of this process with the Marlins, just what are some steps you hope that the organization will be able to take this offseason? Well, we're just going to continue to push to get better. I, I think we've, we've done a lot of work with adding what we feel is championship caliber talent. A lot of it is here on this Jacksonville roster. When you look at Lay, when you look at Jazz, you look at Sixto and George and Edouard and Victor Victor, who's here now, Brian Miller, Joe Denan. These are all, you know, what we feel are championship caliber pieces, and we just want to continue their development and their growth and, and get them that much closer to helping us uh, win those championships in Miami. Oh, we're looking forward to those days, and they are in the future. We all certainly feel that at the AA level, and uh, certainly we can see great things ahead for the Marlins. But, Michael, thank you so much for, first of all, just making the trip to see the Jumbo Shrimp this season, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Thanks for joining us on the radio. Oh, my pleasure. That's Michael Hill. Back with more in a moment. You're listening to Shrimp on Deck on the Jumbo Shrimp Network, presented by Community First.